Are we real friends? Today we might be. Tomorrow <laughs> depends. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Real Real Friends Friends, Fake Lashes. I'm Michelle, one of your co-hosts. I'm Nicole, Michelle's side bitch. And we are inside Love Love Wink. Wink, Formerly known as Wink Lash Bar. The artist formerly known as. The salon formerly known as. The salon formerly known as. And this is our first ever podcast. So bear with us. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to be covering a lot of things on this podcast. The business of lashes, uh, life. Running lashes, running a team of lash artists. Customers, clients, marketing. Products, supplies, climates. Humidity. Jesus Christ, humidity. (laughs) Basically, it's going to be the death of Nicole. We want you to uh, not have to go through some of the painful things that we went through when starting up a lash business. Um, We know there's a lot of other lash podcasts out there, some that we're huge fans of and listen to pretty regularly. Um, This is going to be a little bit different because we really just want to tell our story and let you get to know us a little bit and share some of our funny stories with you about what our wild ride over the last few years with uh, Love Wink. I think that... um I think when it comes to to owning this type of business, especially with social media, you only see like the glamorous side of things. Like, look at me, my beautiful outfit standing in front of my beautiful salon and my perfect staff. And it's like, okay, what about like the 27 people that quit because they don't like you? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) The fact that your heat broke and your humidity went down the shit out and every set fell out and you contemplated what you were doing with your life. (laughs) Thought about, you know, getting into, getting into another career. Should I be a stripper? Like, what do I do? Should I have opened a lash business? But here we are. Here we are. We, and we want you to get to know us, you know? Maybe you've, maybe you've been on our social media. You may have seen us around. You're probably wondering, who are these people? Who are these people? These people behind this lovely Who's be- Who is behind this? I think we're fun to be around. It's us. I think we're a good time. We're, we're a great time. We like to think we're a great time. Well, okay. So backstory, Michelle and I have been really good friends for what, like 10 years now? 10 plus years. Yeah. We're not going to go yeah. into age because no. that's mm-hmm. depressing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for a long time. So it, and I think that we took a really big chance because it, it goes one or two ways when you start a business with a friend. Huh. You know, you guys either are super successful and, and you always just find the light and everything or you... <laughs> crash and burn and your friendship goes right down the drain with it. And I think that we've really maintained a healthy balance of friendship and business for the most part. Yeah. I mean, I have to say it's a, it's really a roller coaster ride on this uh, business journey, this lash business journey. And sometimes it's like not even just day to day, but like hour to hour, you know, we've had moments where we're like, Yes, we're on top of the world. This is going to be great. We're going to be so successful. We'll be in Miami next year, lashing everybody, lashing the stars. But then like an hour later, you get like some terrible Yelp review and, you know, angry client who 
lost all their lashes due to, you know, spring shed or something crazy. And all of a sudden you find yourself, you know, back uh, rooted in reality. So <laughs> it's really, it's a roller coaster ride for us. It's like a, it's like an abusive relationship sometimes. <laughs> it's an emotionally abusive relationship. Yeah. So uh, we met um, in a, in a gym, in a fitness, in a fitness gym, in a women's fitness center. That was brutal. It, yeah. Sometimes if you really think about it, it's like, are we back in that gym? Like these <laughs> angry women yelling at us. Except we're in charge now. <laughs> so now we understand charge. what our boss like was going through. She was she living was, on the edge. She was going through it. Insanity. She was living it. But like now I'm kind of like, I get it. I, yeah. I almost want to go back there and give her a hug. And I'm like, I'm sorry I was an asshole. We should. We should do sorry, that. Sorry to spill paint all over the Should we do that? This no, weekend? I don't know about that. I did spill paint all over the back room. They're like newly redone back room. I contemplated just walking out and never returning. I think I almost pissed myself. I laughed so hard. <laughs> I laughed so hard. One day someone's going to spill a can of paint on the floor of our and lash salon and I'm not going to laugh. I'm not going to laugh at all. I'm going to no, cry. Probably going to cry. I'm probably going to fire them. <laughs> Accident and all, you're fired because I hate my life today. But I think overall it's been. It's been a positive experience. It's definitely been, I think that it forces you to really grow up in a lot of different areas too. Like I think when you think like you've grown and you've learned it all and then you open a business and you're like, I know nothing actually. I still know nothing. hundred you know, percent. We've been open a couple of years now and um, we still don't really know what we're doing. So um, <clears throat> if there's anyone out there who can help us <laughs> run a lash business. Um, um, free naps at. <laughs> we're free naps at winklashbar.com. Yeah, we, we have like a slight idea of what we're doing now. Mm. But um, and every day I think we're still learning. We learn something every day. But, you know. We have maybe a little bit more of a clue than when we started, but we're still pretty clueless. Still pretty clueless. Yeah. It's, it's a day by day. But like looking back, we were really clueless. So we Super. so we were like, okay, I had gotten lashes done um, in someone's – the first time I got lashes done, I Googled, you know, best best lashes in my town. It's like asking for the best cup of coffee in New York. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this person has good Yelp reviews. So I show up. And I'm, like, fully looking for a salon of some sort. And I'm, I'm in, like, a residential neighborhood. And I pull into this woman's driveway and text her. I'm like, I, I think I'm here. And she's like, yeah, great. You could just pull up behind my husband and, <laughs> you know, come into, my, come into <laughs> my house. So I walk in. I, like, tripped over, like, her kid's truck that was on the floor. And she's like, follow me, you know, up three flights of stairs to my attic. It's not a lot if you work out. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? This is going to go one of two ways. Either she's going to kill me in this attic or I'm going to have really bomb lashes. Mm -hmm. And that's a risk I'm willing to take. Yeah. And sure enough. Bomb lashes. Bomb lashes. And uh, the obsession was born. The obsession was born. And I was like, you know what? why don't you, you know, you should have a salon. And, and she's like, oh, I'm working on it. And I was like, you know what? I should have a salon. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, so let's, uh, let's rewind this a little bit. So I was in Texas yep. with my uh, husband and child. I owned a, uh, I owned a training company in Houston. And then we had our daughter and I moved back to Boston 
And Michelle calls me. I think I was home for like maybe four months. Huh. And she goes, hey, why don't we, uh, why don't we open a, a salon? For what? I don't do hair or anything. She goes, no, let's open an eyelash salon. I was like, well, who's going to do the eyelashes? You. <laughs> I go, Michelle, I do, I do clusters from CVS. <laughs> I'm like, I think you have to have like an actual license to do this now. Yeah. I mean, over the past few years, they've, I mean, they're still not super regulated. Um, like I think they need to be, but they've definitely, you know, cracked down a little bit with the whole licensing aspect. Of I feel things. like, you know, other lash artists who listen to this are probably going to laugh at this because I feel like all the other lash podcasts I listen to, when people tell their stories of how they got started, they're started like, off as a lash I started artist. as a lash artist. I was already an esthetician and I had been a hairstyle or I was a cosmetologist. I found I was my a, passion with lashes my, when I succeeded. I was the first one to start doing them yes. in 2007 created, when the first- the only L plus curl there is. And, the, and I was using the pot lashes. And <laughs> <laughs> like that's, and we're not, okay, we're not knocking that. Like kudos to you. But I think like our angle with those whole thing is like, we literally, we're, we're not lying when we said we have no effing idea. We, we had no idea. None. We literally came into this blind <laughs> and we're like, we're going to just figure it out. And we're, we're those type of people that like failure is just not in our vocabulary. So we figured it out. So I went Absolutely. from doing clusters and went back to esthetician <laughs> to get my esthetician's license. Be legit. And be legit. Yeah. And I I mean, the thing is, like, when I first started lashing and I was, I was telling one of our employees this today because she's a brand new stylist, um, completely new to lashing, just got her certification. And I said, when I first started lashing, I had no choice because we had such bad turnover at the time. And I was like, I can't lash somebody and be mediocre at this because I have a whole business riding on these sets. And if people come in here and I'm doing a shitty job, they're going to be like, I'm not going to love wank. Mm-mm. I have no idea what they're doing there. So I had to literally become an educator overnight and just pump out the best sets as a newbie as I could. Yeah. It's really important for us to train our, train our staff know, and make sure that everything is consistent. It has to be. Um, and now we've rolled out the business of lashing training program. And now we are training people. We're training people because we were clueless, and we want you to be less clueless than we, we were. were. Absolutely. So it's all—it's like getting a head start, really. It's like someone's giving you this, like, you know, playbook. And uh, my background is marketing and mm-hmm. PR, so. Um, I feel like now there's a lot of lash trainings out there, but there's not a lot focused on sort of the business. Like, how do you take better pictures? Mm -hmm. How do you do social media? How do you make sure people or your customers are finding your website and all of the information that they need? Um, That's the kind of stuff that we're really focused on helping to teach you guys and our our students who come and take the training classes. Um, I've been doing marketing and PR for over, I don't know, almost 20 years. And, um, you know, this was really a passion project for me to open a lash studio. Um, you know, quite honestly, around that same time, um, you know, I had lost my mother that year, um, and was just kind of like in a place where I needed something fun and 
a creative outlet and something relaxing, you know, for me to put, I needed something to put good energy into. And, uh, you know, I didn't feel like my uh, day job really was, was cutting it with that. And the lash business became something for me to pour kind of all this good creative energy into. Cause I was, you know, I was usually up all night anyway, mm-hmm. just, laying awake, thinking about lashes, studying, you know, how do you open a salon? What are all the steps we need to take? How do we do all these things? Um, and it really, it was, it was a positive thing for me. Mm -hmm. So I felt like, you know, kind of, it kind of saved me in a way from myself. Um, I think I, I found my creative outlet once I actually started doing lashes, you know, once I became licensed and you know, really put everything I had into my sets. I come from a creative background, so I was always involved in the arts and, um, you know, drawing and sculpting and all of that. And then I think when I hit, like, my early, mid-20s, I kind of fell out of it all and, yeah. you know. We grew in the fitness into, industry for a really long time. I was time. in the fitness industry for over 10 years. So, you know, bodybuilding was kind of a creative outlet. And then once I had my daughter, I kind of felt like I didn't know – what I was meant to do. I didn't love the fitness industry anymore. I didn't like the types of professionals I was coming across in the industry. It was becoming really negative. Um, so I think it was, I think the timing couldn't have been more perfect. You know, unfortunately, you know, Michelle was going through her personal things and she had no idea that I was going through my own personal things, you know, within my family life and, and, you know, not, not so much postpartum, but just like, all right, I have a child, like, yeah. I don't love fitness What's anymore. Next? Like, what do I do? Like, yeah. what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Right. And then I never, ever in a million years thought I would be an esthetician. Never. I was like, God, no. I don't want to be a salon <laughs> woman. You, you nuts. <laughs> and then uh, once I found lashing, I found that it was like a form of therapy. Yeah. You know, my body's too jacked up to power lift and body folds anymore. So I was like, oh, well, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. We'll do these lashes. We'll do these lashes real quick. Yeah. So we, in the early days, we were like scrappy. We were like meeting at my house, Mm -hmm. like late night after work, like trying to just make, make to-do lists of everything that we had to do to start this business. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, everything from the the branding and the naming and the licensing and and how, you know, what's the process with the state to how do you open a salon? How do you contractors? Hey, you have to have a license to be a salon. Turns out, um, you know, designing the concept for like what, you know, what it was going to look like, which Nicole did a lot of the decor, um, in our salon, which you may see, may or may not have seen on social media. There's a lot of knockoffs out there. Shout out to, uh, that salon in London that stole our wall. Um, literally like, We've been we've been copied a lot. I mean, when you when someone, when your coworker <laughs> sends you a picture and you think, oh, I didn't know that Michelle bought a new chair for the space, and then I send it to Michelle, I'm like, where'd you get this chair? That's not uh, wait, that's not I didn't, I didn't get a new chair. Mm-hmm. And we're both like, is this our salon? No, you're in literally you're in London. Yeah, nope, wasn't us. I mean, flattered. Be creative though. Exactly. Be a little creative. <laughs> Imitation is a, a form of flattery, you know. Keep it. Yeah. But we, you know. three months just to figure out what to do with the wallpaper on the wall. And then all of a sudden, everybody did the same thing. Everyone on the same wall. I was literally watching, I think, Joanna Gaines. And all of a sudden, my creativity was just flowing <laughs> through me. I called you, what, 1130? 
I was like, Michelle, close your eyes. <laughs> picture this. Picture, picture this. You're looking at the wall. I was like, okay. Am I going to put this wallpaper right in the middle and paint the sides? Pink, gold, what do you think? And she was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Pink, am I done? Done and done. And that's when we got the wall. Yep. Yeah. I thought was that the wallpaper was too short? Like we didn't have enough to cover the whole wall? Oh my God. Yeah. So this goes back to like, we really didn't know what we were doing. We're like, <laughs> we have to open a, you know, uh, do a salon build out. Yeah. Okay. You know, we looked into, um, how do you, you know, do I, do I contract an architect to design and build out the space? Mm-hmm. Turns out that is very, very expensive. It was going to cost like twenty five thousand yeah. dollars plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, "Yeah, I think we can do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can, we can design the space. It's you know, we have some some vision." We had to find a place when we first um, found this space, uh, and it and it's very hard to find your first location when you don't have an existing business because any landlord. Um, wants to see a record of sales mm-hmm. and how long you've been in business and basically know that you're in good standing and you're going to pay your rent. And we looked, we, the, finding the space was the hardest thing. We must have looked for almost six months. Mm-hmm. And um, finally, we found this space that was set up perfectly with the individual treatment rooms because it used to be a waxing center and um, it was between us and a dentist who wanted it. And the real estate agent was a young guy and he was asking me about our business. And I said, yeah, we're going to do eyelashes in here. And he was like, oh, my wife gets eyelashes. And I said, I tell, tell you what, if you make this happen, we'll take care of your wife. Forever. No, I don't think she's ever been in. <laughs> but we got the space. <laughs> we got the space. He's so, like sold. So Adam, if you're listening, Thanks. your wife is always invited. Anytime. Thank you. Um, but no, when we took it over from the former um business that was here, mm-hmm. there were all these fixtures in here. Oh my god, this can't I still cringe about this. We like we knew nothing about how to negotiate this kind of stuff. Well, I wasn't even included on that pie. <clears throat> no. Until afterwards. And I literally turned into your mother and I was like, why didn't you call me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. We ended up like the old owner was like, well, you know, all this equipment. There were like beds and like cabinets and desks and all kinds of salon equipment. He was um, basically – some of some of the stuff was like affixed to the walls. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll sell it to you because, you know, if if I don't sell it to you, I'm going to take it with me. And uh, we paid some crazy sum of money to him. And it turns out that if things are affixed to the wall, like you really can't take can't them. Take them. Yeah. So we paid. <laughs> so we paid him for nothing. And uh, he left it all anyway. So, I mean, yeah, just, like, growing pains of, yeah. like, stuff. Like, I had never done a, a commercial deal before, mm-hmm. never rented a commercial space. So now when we teach the business of lashing course, we go over all of this, and we actually bring in an, a real estate agent mm-hmm. to talk about, you know, how you go about finding a space and why you should have an agent working for you and helping you. And don't try to go it alone. I think too, if you're if you're a brand new business and you you haven't established a name and a reputation for yourself, don't go like balls deep and go so over your head because you feel like you have to the, the biggest 
best space. It's like, start off a little small, get your feet wet, make sure this is something you definitely yeah. want to do. I mean, smaller than we did, a little smaller than <laughs> we did, but you know what? It's like, it's forced us to really like dig deep in, in, into the business itself. But it, advice wise, you, you don't have to do what we did. Uh-uh, start nope. like maybe get like a three bed little open space and, uh, Make sure that it can pay for itself so that you can learn how to maybe manage your finances yeah. a little bit better. Yeah, no. When you have like a big vision, you know, it's you get I, excited. You get excited. You you're do. like, I you see these beautiful lash rooms on Instagram and you're like, I'm gonna have an even better lash room with flowing cabana curtains and palm but like, trees. But like now that we're here and I'm like, okay, like if we were to change spaces, like we already know 100% how we could save oh, probably 1, more than half percent. of what we're spending right now yeah. and make it look probably 10 times yeah. better. I mean, our space is adorable. We Don't get us lot, wrong. We love it. Yeah, we love it. We put a lot into it. We're both still happy coming to work all the time. Well, that but, was the biggest thing. Yeah. But we know that we could financially be a lot smaller yeah. and still be and still be adorable. I mean, we'll be adorable no matter what, obviously. Look at these gold balls that we have. I mean, how can you go wrong with gold balls? But yeah, it's it's definitely, it's one of those things where like, until you're really deep into it, you don't know. So it's, I mean, you got to learn some way. Yeah. Learn somehow. Yeah. Trial by fire. So, uh, funny story. Uh, as we're just taking a little break from recording, uh, one of our stylists wrapping up with a client comes out to the front and um, we realize we have a little um, issue with our POS system, which has been accounting for things wrong for God, God knows how long. So yeah, these are, you know, just when you think you're having a great time with your coworker, you're recording a podcast, <laughs> we're having fun for a few minutes, you know. And then we, you realize you gotta backtrack six months and see, <laughs> see what you missed. You realize you're <laughs> running a business, and um, it never stops. It never, it, it never ends. If you go into the lash business thinking you gotta work like a nine to five job, I'm gonna do this and make my own. It, I'm, I'm sorry. You can go into the lash business and work for someone mm. and have a really great career mm-hmm. without a lot of stress in your life. Mm-hmm. If you decide to open a lash salon, it's a very different ball game because that comes with a whole other set of stresses and challenges and worrying about all the things that go into accounting, marketing, staffing, management, all the things that you deal with on a daily basis. And it's not the kind of job that provides you with uh, – a nine to five, a true nine to five. You're twenty four seven. It's it's twenty four. It's twenty four seven. I I have gray hairs this year. I look haggard. Is there's, that a word? I don't know, but there's not enough <laughs> Botox in this world to make me look alive really. <laughs> I am looking rough. I honestly, every time I wake up, I'm like, oh, there is oh no way God. somebody can wake up and look at this <laughs> awful. <laughs> And stressed and tired. There's just no way. Every day. And I every look time older. my phone pings, it's massive anxiety. This-, <laughs> <laughs> this year has aged me. I'm like 
And now I'm like a hard 35. Well, like I like counting to, in dog years at this point. <laughs> I used to be like a, like, you know, a softer 35. And now I'm a hard 35. I'm a hard 35 and I'm not even 35. <laughs> <laughs> it's, how oh, we got to do something about this? I, I mean, what do you, what do you do? Like, I'm not a big drinker, but I find like <laughs> wine is really settling for me lately. <laughs> Mama just needs to sleep a little softer. I feel like, you know? you know, if I had lashes, maybe I wouldn't look. And you know what blows my mind? This is like a whole other topic, but I love when clients or even like our staff, like, why don't you have lashes? I'm like, I'm too busy looking at my phone and the transactions for the past six months to have lashes. I don't have time. And I have too much stress to just lie there for two hours for you to put a scent on me because I want to just crawl out of my skin every time I hear the front door open. <laughs> or the phone rings. The phone rings, and I'm like, is anybody going to answer it? Or is the, the toilet paper no. ran out? I got to put the toilet paper back on the Truthfully, I, I just don't have two hours to I don't. Um, enjoy. I would really like to lay When down. I do have two hours, I just want to watch like reality TV and eat. I know. I just want, I want to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And just wonder how you can live a day life. Every day. Every day. Just like go to Bali. Speaking <laughs> of that, I was watching an episode this morning before I came I in. That one. And they're like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I was like, for who? <laughs> Maybe me. You. You could fly there every other weekend once in a lifetime. With your traveling lash artist and, and your spray tan mechanic over here. And Courtney's um, had her assistant like load her makeup bag and then they wind the whole way. And Can somebody I mean, load my makeup bag? Oh my God. I have I have a wing eyeliner on that is covering my entire eye at this point <laughs> in the day. <laughs> like, is it from rubbing my if eyes? If anybody's or? listening, please send us on a vacation. <laughs> send help. Send help. Send help and a lash artist. You know, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it, at that. We'll leave it on, on that note. Until next time. Next time, we, we promise to be um, a lot more inspiring and uplifting. It's not all bad. It's actually been a great ride. I mean, <laughs> we've been to New York a handful of times. We've done Fashion Week. Like, we've done fun stuff. But I think our whole thing is, like, the reality of owning a business. Like, you have to love what you do. And you have to find the positive when you're in a uh, yeah. shitstorm. <laughs> it's it's not, um, you know, it's not all rainbow glitter and no. uh, like lash panistas and boss babes and lash bosses. And I'm just, that's not the reality. Hashtag lash boss. Hashtag. Hashtag you've been ringing this in wrong for six months. <laughs> like it's, it's, but here's the thing. Like if you have, like we have a really great partnership. So luckily we're able to find humor and fun in everything that we do. Um, and I think that if, if we didn't have each other, we'd cry, we would cry. I would cry. Definitely. Would 100%. Cry. <laughs> All right. Thanks everyone for listening to our first podcast and we hope that you'll stay tuned. Um, we've got some good stuff coming up in the next couple weeks. We're going to be talking more about the business of lashing. We're going to talk about technique. We're going to talk about 
humidity, things people don't talk about. If I have one more stylist that comes from another training that has no idea how to work their glue with their humidity, you need to get your money back from what the previous What nobody training. tells you. What nobody tells you when you become a lash artist. So We're going to tell you. Exactly. I'm going to tell you how I found out. <laughs> and until then, <laughs> signing off. Adios. Adios. Should we go for it? Let's just go for it. Just go for it. Let's do it. Who are you? Hello? Is this thing on? Is this thing? Mm, hello? What you say? <laughs> <laughs>